0: Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry.
1: And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw.
0: And we're going to talk through what's going on in the wonderful world of employment and HR this week. Um, Kimberly, I know it's not really HR, but I, I kind of think we ought to start with what's going on in the logistics industry and particularly the petrol crisis.
1: Yes. I mean, although, in as you say, in theory, there isn't an HR angle, there actually is mm. because how are you going to help your people if they can't get petrol and get to work? Uh, I know, you know, I, I work with quite a few trades and they've been struggling and customers have been giving them a hard time and... Uh, because they can't get to site because they haven't got any petrol or they're late because they've spent two hours queuing. Mm. Uh, So I think really looking after your people and thinking of some contingency is really important at the moment. Yes. One of the things that caught
0: my attention was there's been a number of groups that have popped up. You know how when we have winter weather, um, four-by-four groups offer to carry emergency services and key workers to where they need to get? There's Mm. been a couple of groups popped up doing exactly the same with electric vehicles offering to ferry nurses and so on to work. So but there is a serious point about how we get some of those people where they need to be. And certainly as of this morning, I've heard from two people who are literally out of fuel and cannot get to work. So employers need to start thinking about it. What are they going to do and what allowances are they going to make for people?
1: yes i mean there's certainly a few top of the head suggestions like you know can anyone out you know can you do any kind of carpooling car sharing Mm. uh for people that live nearby but you know as we know a very good contact of ours um they work in commercial landscaping and you know they have to be on the m25 trimming hedges and what have you and their business like some of the trades is all about needing their vehicles yes so uh I I do think they need to do some planning on how can we get fuel, you know, maybe get people to finish a little bit early and go and Mm. queue up to get fuel for the next day. quite a lot of solutions that that you can come up with.
0: There are. I mean, the most obvious one, you can argue, we've had this lovely 18-month period to plan effective working from home. Um, And uh, we can turn it back on for those that can. So that's a clear one. But, uh, yeah, Uh, you're right. There needs to be some kind of approach, some policies, people thinking how they're going to deal with it. And getting that right now um, is going to make a bit of difference because I get the impression we may have this. My original forecast was it was probably going to resolve by today or yesterday. Um, Currently, the suggestions are we may have up to about two weeks of this till the market Mm. has fully stabilised.
1: Yes, and it's not just about the... The, the fuel it's about the drivers isn't it mm. uh not having enough drivers i don't know whether this is brexit impacted or not but um what were you saying yesterday about there not been enough um uh immigration uh Things for, sorry,
0: yeah, yes. Verbal I, has completely
1: I, abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think you're talking... There was um, a comment from... And it was a partner at one of the big London law firms specialising in immigration who was effectively saying that the 5,000 visas that were being granted for three months were not even going to scratch the surface of the problem. So it, it looks like the the so-called government intervention on this isn't going to help either the market is going to stabilize by itself which i do think it's beginning to do in all honesty we now have more fuel stations with fuel than we did a few days ago but there's still clearly some shortages and some struggles there
1: Mm, absolutely and aren't the military going to be standing in Uh,
0: apparently we have 150 drivers um, ready to step in and help. So, uh, again, I don't think it's going to make that much difference in what's going on. I, essentially, you, we've got a situation where most car users who would have panic bought are now sitting there with full tanks. And there are it's not quite like toilet roll. You can't stash it in the back of a cupboard. So once you've filled up, you have it. So I think it's a self-resolving crisis in that sense. But it may go on for another couple of weeks. And as we get to this point, we're starting to see people running out. We're starting to see people not able to get to work. And it's looking after those people. Questions of, are you going to pay somebody who can't get in because they don't have fuel? Are you going to make allowances for them? Or what kind of financial pressure is that going to put on your workforce? And those are the things I think people ought to be thinking about before the problem arises.
1: Yeah. And also, how are you going to get proof that it's because they can't get petrol? Yes. You know, I'm sure, you know, there are always those people that, you know, jump on a crisis to uh, pull a bit of a fast one. Yes.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: So how are you going to evidence it?
0: Yes. But uh, think about in advance as ever. Look, Let's move on a little bit. Today, we really ought to talk about the end of furlough. It is the last day of furlough, isn't it?
1: It is. Who knew it was actually going to happen after all the excitement of, you know, this is happening, that's happening last year. So, yes, I mean, I think hopefully most organisations have, have planned for this and, you know, know that uh, they're, you know, they're going to be taking everybody back on mm. full time or whatever they do tomorrow. Uh I do worry whether some people haven't quite thought it through yeah. and you know whether the, we're going to see a few more redundancies coming through over the next couple of months.
0: Well, the numbers over the past couple of months have been interesting. It looked like in August there were about 1.7 million people still on furlough and it stayed quite static throughout the months. Now, that suggests to me that the companies weren't ready to change, those people on furlough were sort of on it for the long haul for as much as they could. Mm. And one thing we do know, uh, kind of connected with what we're seeing in the uh, haulage industry, we do have a major logistics problem right now. We have a problem in the supply chain. Anyone who's in any kind of manufacturing or supply business knows, uh, somebody commented yesterday of what um, uh, supply business. Uh, It just isn't working Mm. and with that in mind there are people who are furloughing staff not because of anything to do with Covid per se but because their business still can't run properly because they can't get the parts to manufacture the sales order books they've got Mm. now those businesses as of tomorrow are gonna have just as big a problem and I think therefore we are going to see some redundancies some job cuts the only good bit I'll add in that is we do have the most buoyant recruitment economy we've probably seen for 50 years, probably. Uh, there are so many jobs out there.
1: Yes, and I think it's also worth remembering uh, the statistics that we were talking about yesterday, Jason, that you know we've had the worst recession in 300 years, mm. according to official statistics, uh, and yet we've had the... Um, unemployment peaked at 5.2%. So, you know, although it was awful, it wasn't quite as awful on the as one it hand, could have been. It been, <laughs> been yeah, it, it's, it's anywhere near as bad as it could have been. Yes. I mean, with,
0: um, let's say, uh, uh, an unforeseen crisis, for want of a better way of describing what we've dealt with, furlough has been incredibly effective at reducing the impact on the unemployment market as you say it peaked at 5.2 and um, there were all sorts of doom and gloom forecasts not that long ago suggesting we were going to hit 12 15% highest levels of unemployment ever um, and it didn't happen i think we're going to see a bit of a peak in unemployment over the next uh, 2 to 3 months i would guess where we start to see people making um, job cuts one thing to remember is they couldn't make a redundancy while someone was on furlough. So you almost might as well let it run to an end and see if you can manage at that point. And yeah. now companies have to start evaluating that quite quickly and see if they can reincorporate those people into their business.
1: Mm. Yes, and as we've said, I think there are so many organisations that have been clinging on by their fingernails uh, with furlough supporting them and now they don't have that, so yeah.
0: Yes. An interesting few days to watch. Look, we're um, getting towards our 10-minute slot of uh, HR in 10, but one last thing I think we really ought to touch on um, that's happened in the last week. Uh, Flexible working. Looks like there's some changes ahead.
1: Yes. I mean, we mentioned a few weeks ago, I think, that uh, a consultation was going ahead uh, to give day one rights to request flexible working. Uh, at the moment, I think it's 26 weeks of employment mm. before you can request it. But, you know, just some of the clients that, that I work with, uh, I've seen people waiving that right and allowing people to make a request on day one. So, I, you yes. know. I think think it's meant
0: to change. I I think what we've seen again over the last year, employers have learned they can make it work and we don't necessarily need a regulation in order to do it. So an awful lot of people have been forced to do flexible working for different reasons and actually come up with, well, this isn't that bad. We can make it work quite effectively. But the intention is it will become the default option. Really, really important to remember, and I think it was you that said it yesterday, there are still too many workers who think the right to ask means the right to have flexible working.
1: Yeah, I've come across that a lot this year. Uh, lots of people make a request and assume that it's going to be accepted. But, yes. you know, we'll have to see what whether they, you know, there's talk about tightening the regulations about how the reasons behind why a company can say no yes. uh, to a flexible working request so it'll be interesting to see what happens there
0: indeed it will we'll watch that one and keep you all posted but for now kimberly um i think we've been talking uh, a little over 10 minutes so uh what once, a change okay, once again we shall wrap up for today um and we shall be back at the same time next week
1: goodbye see you next week
0: thanks Bye bye